This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the September edition of my year-long podcast series on creating a more effective compliance program. Each month during this year, I'm focusing on a different topic, which will help you create a more effective compliance program. And for the month of September, I'm going to focus on innovation in compliance. First, a word from this month's sponsor, Oversight Systems. Thanks, Tom, and thanks to everyone for joining us today. Oversight's artificial intelligence platform takes a comprehensive, multi-dimensional approach to identifying anomalies that are suggestive of bribery and corruption. Our analytics look across various dimensions such as employees, attendees, vendors, and countries over an extended time period. This enables us to identify employees exhibiting patterns of potentially improper behavior or collusion that are difficult to detect by auditing a single transaction at a time. Based on the analysis, employees or vendors engaged in risky behavior are presented in a risk-ranked format for easy examination. Remediation activities and the underlying root causes are automatically documented to drive continuous improvement. Oversight clients can easily demonstrate to the board and, if ever necessary, to the regulatory authorities that proactive monitoring of business transactions for anti-bribery and corruption risk is an integral part of company operations. With Oversight's Insights On Demand, you can have a best practice approach to identify possible violations in travel and entertainment and procure-to-pay programs. For more information, visit us at oversightsystems.com. Innovation indeed. I hope you will join me for the entire one-month series on innovation. I'm going to take a look at artificial intelligence, social media, leadership, and structural innovations. I think you will find it a fascinating month, and at the end of the month, you will have multiple tools and techniques which you can utilize to make your compliance program not only more effective, but operationalized, more efficient, and helping you to create greater profitability for your organization. This podcast, One Month to a Better Compliance Program, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 16 using data to improve your compliance bench strength. Much has been written on hiring a new CCO. As with the hiring of other senior executives, such as a CEO or CFO, there can be specific questions about the challenges the candidate has faced in prior engagements. For the CCO position, having one who has literally been through the wars, usually in the form of an extensive FCPA investigation or enforcement action, is a critical inquiry. In most cases, The board will want a candidate who can lead the company through the situation currently faced. But what about hiring at a level below the CCO? Most companies take the best athlete approach, hiring the most well-rounded candidate with a varied background. Yet a recent study by the conference executive board, CEB, which is now a Gartner company, suggests that companies will be more successful if they consider the particular leadership context when hiring for every level. Instead of taking on generalists trained to meet any management test, firms should use an assessment system that identifies candidates whose personality attributes and experience are custom-tailored to the contextual challenges of the position. CEB came up with a quantitative approach looking at 27 different contexts around projects, challenges, and issues. From this list, they assessed leaders' personality attributes, tracked relevant experience, and solicited opinions about behavior, performance, and effectiveness from supervisors and direct reports. The research team also coded 60 variables that inform context, such as whether the job moves 
the job involves a high degree of uncertainty, requires managing a geographically diverse, dispersed team, or calls for cost-cutting. From this, they ran data analytics and worked to understand why some leaders succeeded while some others underperformed. The biggest factor that emerged was how well a leader's personality, skills, and experience meshed with specific challenges of the job. Some of the challenges, which included the following areas, are well known to the compliance practitioner. Leading global or cross-cultural teams, transforming a high-conflict culture, leading an organization through a merger or acquisition, operating a corporate function with high resource constraints, growing through innovation, growing the function through cost competitiveness, and managing a broad portfolio of compliance-related products and services. The bottom line is that more challenges a leader has faced or will face, the more difficult their job will be and the success rate will inevitably drop. Yet, the CEB report suggests the context of experience may well be a key indicator. But it moves simply beyond hiring, noting, for example, if success in a leadership role is context-specific, if the context is apt to change quickly in a fast-moving environment, companies need to move to change leaders in and out of roles quickly. Awareness of contextual challenges can also change the way a company approaches development. Once you recognize how well-suited leaders are to the context in which they are about to be replaced, you can use that information to drive much more specific investments in development and find <clears throat> ways to coach people to account for the greatest area of mismatch. This is the thing that I found uh, really interesting, that if you know people have gaps in their uh, talent skill toolkits, then you can move to uh, provide that talent development. This approach allows you to get to the granular level even on team projects. Companies can use these techniques to revise responsibilities, streamline goals and objectives, or to try and solve a particular problem. A company can also use this method to consider its internal bench strength, which I found fascinating. Focusing on those who assist the compliance function in rolling out a new initiative or even compliance innovation. If you take a look at employees who are not in the compliance function and put them through these sorts of context analyses, it may provide you with information about not only employees to put into the compliance function, but also to use on specific compliance projects. There's uh, the article had a term, or rather the piece had a term called spiky, meaning that uh, if you excel at a few capabilities but we're not above average in all, this is the kind of person who would best attribute to a specific project. Chasing managerial agility instead of allowing specialization is ineffective. So think about using this type of analysis, this data analysis, within uh, hiring of a CCO or senior executive, hiring of or developing a bench strength for your compliance department below the CCO level, and then down to the project level. I really found all of this fascinating. In the Harvard Business Review article, which detailed the CEB report entitled "Hiring Executive When Hiring Executives Context Matters Most," they also detailed, and uh, or rather had an interview with a company which had utilized this analytical approach. It was the Adeco Group, a Zurich-based workforce solutions entity. The company's global head of talent strategy and development was interviewed for the piece. She began by noting that as much as they tried when hiring, the company inevitably fell back on a non-analytical approach, i.e. using intuition 
in the hiring process. Such an approach does not deliver consistent results. While ADECO did not use the full 27 context approach suggested by CED, they did develop uh, their own six most important challenges a, uh, someone would face in a new role and compare that to a candidate's skills, competency, motivations, and runaways. This allowed the decision to move away from a gut-level one to a shared language among those evaluating talent. And I really would like to emphasize the phrase shared language. And this is what data analytics can bring you. In the hiring process, it's often said that the uh, interviewer will make up his or her mind within 90 to 180 seconds of the start of the interview. And if you try to move that out, as Daryl Morley did when he does his assessments for basketball players for the Houston Rockets and put it into a a data analytics approach, you're going to have much more and greater ability to share that data analytics and analyze it. An interesting side effect and one not expected by ADECO was that the data often led to an internal candidate who was not next in line for a promotion. It allowed internal promotion with eyes wide open to the candidate's strength in areas where they needed additional development. It also has implications for development as employees have a better understanding of their own weaknesses and what gaps they may need to fill. It can be used for onboarding and development to actively coach and support the employees. Obviously, you want to have internal hires rather than bringing in someone from the outside because they have the benefit of having already bought into and have been a part of the company's culture. They understand the company's business, its employees, and the competitive landscape. The use of data can help a compliance professional identify internal candidates to move a compliance program forward. This can also give the company a boost by bringing non-compliance professionals into the compliance realm, which would allow them a more fully operationalized compliance if they return to a more traditional business unit role later. Obviously something that once again was pointed out in the FCPA pilot program, prong three on remediation. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, to develop the criteria of challenges your CCO and compliance team will face and incorporate that into your hiring analysis as a data point. Number two, consider bringing non-compliance professionals into your compliance function using the same techniques. And finally, number three, building upon number two, build your compliance bench strength on a project-by-project basis using the same techniques. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day 16 of one month of innovation and compliance, and I hope you will join me tomorrow for day 17. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you again for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Innovation and Compliance. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I hope that you would rate our podcast as would help in our rankings and help get the word out about the only monthly podcast series in compliance, which will help you create a better compliance program. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.